it's about comparison and you can't look to the left and the right you've got to put your blinkers on and if you want to be successful at anything in life look at um look at a sprinter that does 100 meters and you know the world record is something it's probably like nine point something seconds right you know like that is a very very short period of time but they will train the whole of their lives pretty much to do that one race where they perhaps win that gold medal and the prize money so all of that hard work results in nine seconds worth of performance which then equates to their overall success welcome to soul leaders podcast i'm your host mills gray a little dose of inspiration high vibes fun and practical tips to help you level up your leadership learn from others success and join us for a natter as I get to know what makes people tick and how they have embraced becoming a soul leader. Hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of Soul Leaders. I am delighted because I'm interviewing such a great, wonderful human, and I'm so proud to call her my friend. And we met each other, I think, five years ago, um, more or less, maybe a bit longer than that. And she is a business buddy of mine. We both um, we both have our own Arbonne business. So lots of you might know me from my coaching. Um, I also run a health and wellness business and so does Sarah. And we are both in the top 2%, which obviously is a massive, massive kudos to us. Um, and it means that we have worked our balls off and we've got to a level in the company where only 2% of people, of consultants get get to that spot and we wanted to do a little bit of a debunk the myths about network marketing because we both have loads of other things that go on in our lives but this has been a really good vehicle to open doors open other doors um well we're gonna just we're gonna just roll with it and chat and so we haven't really prepped today um usually I send my guests questions and they have time to prep but Sarah being the badass that she is she was like let's just free flow so first of all introducing Sarah Edwards Knight hi My Mills thanks welcome. for having me you're so welcome and and actually before we start I'm just gonna say that Sarah also has an incredible podcast which you can talk about as well um will you give me a little bit of your backstory so that everybody can understand who you are what you do where you come from <laughs> Sure, it feels like we're on blind date with Sarah. Um, so yeah, my name is Sarah Edwards Knight. Um, I am a mummy of three, so I have an eight-year-old boy and I have twins, um, boy and girl, age six. So busy mum. I've been a hair and makeup artist for the last twenty years, working on a range of productions and celebrities from Margot Robbie right through to Prince Harry and Robbie Williams. So real diverse mix there. Um, I've been a yoga and meditation teacher for just over 10 years. And as Mills has just said, I've got a meditation podcast. I'm about to come to the end of my first season, 10 episodes of short guided meditations to music for beginners or seasoned practitioners, just, you know, 10 minutes of just loveliness, leading people to stillness in this crazy world that we live in. Um, and then as Mills mentioned, I'm a regional vice president with this wonderful brand, Arbonne, which I feel kind of 
resonates with me on so many levels. You know, I'm a vegan. I've been a vegan for five years. I, I believe passionately in botanical products, toxic free products um, for myself, my family and my community, my clients that I work with. So um, I just I just love everything about Arbonne. And I love everything about network marketing as an industry. And I feel like it is often um, misunderstood. And I feel like there are lots of people working hard um, to provide for their families or just to give themselves a plan B or an extra income stream, which, you know, over the last year or so has been a bloody godsend, let's be honest. So without which, and we can touch upon this later, I guess, um, I would have been stuffed. So I'm so truly grateful for this business, everything it's given me. And I'd love to kind of just uh, re-educate and inspire people that really want to have, um, really want, want to do their research when it comes to this, rather than sort of Googling the first thing they can about network marketing, finding one negative article, the fear sets in, and then never getting started with something that could be really, really wonderful. So, And I think you and I both were introduced by different people, um, but we knew them and so that perhaps is um gave us i suppose a slight head start in terms of we knew liked and trust trusted the people that introduced us to the business and um, so from my perspective i was introduced by somebody that i used to work with in sales and um, i slept in my makeup I was the opposite of you. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I used to do this all the time. I've been makeup artist for 20 years and I, I still have, you know, those bad habits. <laughs> yeah, well, my sister-in-law said to me once, she worked for Bare Minerals and um, she said, oh, it's minerals, so you can sleep in it. And I was like, thanks, give me the green light. <laughs> I literally never wash. Um, and so I slept in my makeup. I was very much a kind of, uh, I'm going to say like a, a bit hippie a bit cool still am obs um and I just thought what is she what the fuck <laughs> she wants me to do be like an Avon lady like has she gone mad um and I entertained meeting her I really liked her I entertained meeting her but it took me a year because the first time I was just like no but you know thanks for asking but I'm busy and I genuinely was busy but then I met up with her and I'd been approached by Stella and Dot um which is a jewelry uh, they've sadly gone into um that they don't that they're not I think they're in America still but they're not in the UK I'd been approached by Forever Living which just wasn't my bag because I just wasn't into necking shots of aloe vera um, and so I kind of knew the industry, but I didn't really know the industry. And so I didn't have any preconception about network marketing because I didn't really know it. Um, but when I met up with my friend and she explained it, not very well to me, in all honesty, still walked away from, still walked away from lunch or whatever, just going, I wonder what she wants me to do. I thought she might want me to be like a beauty therapist. And anyway, I tried the products and I liked them. And then she was just like, you'll smash it. You will smash it. And I am all about the cash. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I want some extra money. I'll do it that way. But I knew her and you also knew the girl who introduced you. So how were you first introduced to it? Yeah, I was um, introduced by another makeup artist friend of mine. And initially, um, I was looking for a botanical vegan brand. Um, and now actually my kit is fully vegan. So I only work with vegan products, which is amazing. So A, I was looking for um, brands to use like on my family and within my makeup kit. 
but you know i i you know if i did a bride for example like i would do the bridal trial i would then write down absolutely every product i've used on that bride then i would give them a list and say oh i'm going to mac in two weeks time i get a fairly good discount how about i just buy you anything you want and then they would say yeah can you just buy me everything so like would mac then you know give me a percentage or like a little thank you check to say thank you sarah for you know coming in and using your discount on your friend no of course not so when i thought you know i'm forever recommending products and people asking me for my opinion because i'm a makeup artist and my opinion is is credible um so i was like why not make an, an extra bit of income doing this so initially um, when I started my business, it was just to earn a couple of extra pounds on top of like my makeup salary. And um, I didn't really understand what the business was or certainly what the industry was. And I kind of learned that as I, as I went, as I went really kind of earn as you or learn as you earn or earn as you learn, however you like to put it. But yeah. um, again, um, but I am, I am your ultimate yes person. So <laughs> I, and, and it does often get me into trouble, but I say yes first. And then, you know, if I'm going to fail, fail quickly, fail forward. Um, but and maybe that's FOMO. Maybe that's the fear of missing out. Um, you know, but that's, that's just my nature. I know a lot more people, um, you know, can be quite guarded and skeptical. Um, and maybe that comes from a fear base or whether that's kind of, you know, scientific and logical, but I always go with my gut and my heart. And if something feels good and it feels light, then I say yes and I go with it. And that's how it felt. Um, it was a bit like blind leading the blind in the beginning. You know, Ashley, who introduced me to the business had only been in the business four weeks. So she didn't really know what she was doing. I certainly didn't know what I was doing. But one thing I knew was that the products were great. I would never have got involved with a company where I didn't believe in the products. Like I, I couldn't afford to do that because you know, that's what I do for a living. So for me, the products came first. You know, I was def definitely a product junkie and then the business came second. For, for ages, actually, I led with the, the products and not with the business. And then about a year into my business, that that kind of changed, actually. And I, begin, I began to realise that the business opportunity was our very best product. Yeah. Mm. And I think... For anybody listening who's like, what the fuck is network marketing? <laughs> I'm going to just explain it really briefly um, so that you understand. Sarah and I both own an online shop. We promote and sell products to people that we know, people that we don't know. And we are brand advocates for Arbonne. We also use all of those products because we get them at a really great discount. And we, our job is to simply introduce people to either the products and we get paid commission or introduce them to the fact that they can also do exactly what we're doing. They can have their own online shop. They can shop and sell and earn commission. And for everyone that we help to become successful, we get paid by Arbonne an additional commission. So people get paid commission on product sales and they get additional commission when they help others to grow a business. We don't get paid to recruit people. I think that's something that's quite important to say. Um, and we don't get paid unless they do well. So we really have to help them. Um, I always describe it a little bit like I worked in media sales and we had sales directors often come in and would often do like trainings once a month. And I worked for the FT and the FT would pay that sales director, like an external sales director to train up 
or the sales team. And what Arbonne are doing is instead of hiring in an external sales director, they're just using all the people on the field who know the products, know what they're doing, and they pay them. So it's a really nice way of being able to earn money by literally talking and recommending and using products. So that is in a nutshell what we do. I think I'd love to ask you, why do you think we get so much hate? I think because at school, we are taught to train in a subject that we either like or we think will be, you know, accessible to us. Um, off the back of school or education, we then get a job, um, generally nine to five, um, unless you're a shift worker, and we get taught to trade our time for money. So if there is anything outside of that way of earning money, then it's got to be a scam or it's got to be, um, you know, it sounds too good to be true because what it does is it, is it, if he, if other people are doing the classic nine to five, you know, the commute to work or whatever it is, um, and not feeling like there is a way out, it can be kind of like, I don't know, not a bit like showy offy, but like, I, I don't think a lot of people, um, are necessarily open-minded enough to, to think about other ways in which to earn money or maybe think that that's reserved for the wealthy you know like if you can invest in stocks and shares or if you can buy properties and rent them out this is things that wealthy people can afford to do and it's that kind of almost law of attraction like if you've got wealth it um you know creates more wealth um but i think this is a new way or, or perhaps a different way of working whereby um maybe you can call the shots or you know like if you're in a classic work environment no matter how hard you work sometimes maybe that won't be valued by your boss or maybe no matter how hard you work there just won't be a pay rise at the end of the year or you just won't get a bonus because it's not possible whereas with something like network marketing if you genuinely put in the hours and work hard keep going and don't give up then there will be rewards whether that's financial or you know whatever it may be so I think it's just a different way of working and different can be scary yeah I think you hit the nail on the head when you said open-mindedness I think it often can hold a mirror up of all the things that you wish you might be able to do can't and so therefore the the default is to just slate it and um you know, full transparency here. I've been doing the business for six years and I've worked fucking hard to do it. And I've, I've sacrificed, um, you know, evenings with my kids or, my, or I've sacrificed things like any good business owner who is growing any type of business. Um, but it's rewarded me. And same for you, you know, I've earned, I've earned a trip to, um, to Mexico. I earned a trip to the Bahamas, sadly couldn't take it because of COVID. You earned a trip to Jamaica. You earned a trip to the Bahamas, sadly couldn't take it because of COVID. We earn um, an additional um, uh, sort of cash reward to drive a Mercedes. We've both been given that. <laughs> um, and we earn cash off it. We earn money, but we work hard. We work hard yeah. and we work not, hard at the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm really transparent when I speak to people. I'm like, yeah, this is this is a really great vehicle to be able to do something else. And I'm going to bring that up in a bit about what else we've done with it. Um, but I um, I haven't had a huge amount of hate personally. Um, I don't know. Have you have you had much? Sort of I think um, hate's uh, a strong word. Um, 
I think it depends on how you run your business. So for instance, I think you and you and I are probably fairly similar in our approach. So um, with marketing, um, you have your warm market, which are your friends, family, loved ones. You have your cool market, which is your friends of friends. And then you have your cold market, which is perhaps, um, you know, an online community on Instagram, people that you don't know, but you could maybe search, I don't know, personal trainers, hashtag personal trainers, and then pull up loads of personal trainers. And then perhaps you might message them. So if you were cold marketing, cold marketing you would you would maybe message people that you don't know um so the success that i've seen in my business has been primarily within my warm to cool market maybe more so cool market because actually with your warm the nearest people to you they're more likely to um coming from a place of love uh, give you your give them um your their opinion and that opinion may be, um, oh, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm worried that you're getting yourself into something or you're joining a cult or, you know, it just comes from a place of love, right? But your core market, friends of friends, people that know you, maybe they check you out on like, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook, they know a bit about your life, but they don't know enough about you to, to question or to, to give you their heartfelt opinion. So I think where a lot of the hate comes from in um, our industry, unfortunately, is when people blanket message having created no kind of conversation, perhaps like a copy and paste to hundreds of people and it doesn't feel personal and therefore you may then get a reaction back. The other time you might get a reaction is when, say you post something really genuine and heartfelt um, and honest on Instagram. And then because, you know, someone that's following you, their cousins, mothers, grandmothers, dog or something did, did a business that, and they weren't successful and have seen like a negative side. They gave maybe the business hot, you know, I don't know, six months and then left. Were you going to say half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> because of that, they then feel entitled to um, pop a comment on your post, which is negative. Um, you know, that would be considered hate. But I think because you know, 98% of my business as it stands today has been through people I know or through people I've built a relationship with online, like Instagram. Like I've got my lovely consultant, Nieves, who lives just outside New York. I didn't know her before. We connected on Instagram. We struck up a kind of a friendship, very conversational. And then at some point I said, you know what? I think you'd be great at what I do. And it was just a really natural conversation that just felt good. It was felt good for her. She joined the business and, you know, and the rest is history. So I think the reason why you might get hate is because of just the way you're operating your business. And I think if you always come from a place of love and genuinely wanting to help people, look, it doesn't matter to me whether somebody starts a business or not. I'm not in control of whether people say yes or no but I genuinely love to help people that's why I do makeup that's why I teach yoga and meditation you know Arbonne is just another facet to what my my why is that I want to help people so, yeah 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 I love that I, I I agree I haven't had a huge amount of negativity um I've had a couple of of friends husbands be a bit um eggy shall we say <laughs> Um, but that's okay. I, I I don't take it personally. I I actually just sometimes I get that whole um. Oh, how's your business going? That kind of yeah yeah. I I mean I am gonna be really honest. Yeah. When I got um to the stage where I promoted and, and got a car, I did drive round to the house of 
the husband who'd been a bit eggy and I did too and I did wave and I went I got my car and he clearly <laughs> thought I was batshit crazy and I just it was a little bit of a like fuck you but um that's just because I you know I need to let go of a little bit of resentment because I I feel do you know what I'm not a massive fan of bankers I don't actually know why but I think I think it's a bit um, consumerism and and sort of I don't know big corporations. Mm. But I would never tell somebody if they said to me, "I'm a banker." I wouldn't go, "Oh, you do that." Right. And so right. that's what I take offence to is when people are a little bit rude about what you do. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 we don't know each other. So why you? Why do you think it's okay? But then I've also done so much work on myself that it's just none of my business what other people think. And and so I come from that place. Um, I would love to kind of um, discuss five myths about network marketing. And I've got five, but we can kind of see what, see what we come up with. And um, I think I'm going to start with the first one is that you have to be in at the beginning to make money. And that is a big myth that I think needs to be debunked because um, only today I read that a girl who is 23, so I'm just going to say, when it comes to Arbonne, we have been in, we're a 40-year company, okay? So for 40 years, we've been operating. And a girl who's 23 has just been voted the number fifth in the world in terms of globally in the world, all of global Arbonne. She's at number five for kind of how big her business is. Now she's 23. She definitely didn't get in at the beginning. She fact, she only got in, I think, three or four years ago. And she's just bossed it like a she wasn't even born. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even born for fuck's sake. So it's like, okay, that is one myth that needs to be debunked is it doesn't matter when you get in. It matters how hard you work and how much passion you have and your work ethic and whether you're prepared to stick it out and what your resilience is. It doesn't matter when you get in. You get paid commission within a week of actually now in this kind of millennial kind of Instagrammy influencer world that we live in, you know, there is also a misconception that you have to be an influencer or a millennial to make this business work as well. So it's it kind of flips itself on, on its head. And I think ultimately it's about comparison and you can't look to the left and the right. You've got to put your blinkers on. And if you want to be successful at anything in life, look at um, look at a sprinter that does a hundred meters. And you know, the world record is something, it's probably like nine point something seconds, right? You know, like that is a very, very short period of time, but they will train the whole of their lives pretty much to do that one race where they perhaps win that gold medal and the prize money. So all of that hard work results in nine seconds worth of performance which then equates to their overall success so to be successful at anything in life you just got to put the work in and you can put that work in a really intense short period of time um, or you can put that work in consistently over a few years you know everyone's journey is going to be different and a lot of it will come down to luck of course um, some people's journey will be super speedy some people's journey will be you know the long game yeah, you know, you can't you can't really determine um, how it's going to map out for you. All you can decide to do is to not give up. Yeah, that's it. And I think so. And I loved what you said about the you know the, this misconception that you need to be an influencer. 
yet influencing only started let's just say 10 years ago and that's probably giving it you know that's being generous it probably wasn't quite as many years as 10 and so um and also if you work it works and that is the same for everything I'm a coach you know it doesn't just I don't just suddenly pick up high ticket price clients you know the day after I've qualified as a coach that's not how it works you have to build yourself up you have to build your business and be sort of build a sustainable business um, and also, my- um, people buy from people and people join people so if you are a bit of a knob then unlikely people are going to want to buy from you or join you on your journey whereas if you are inspiring if you're fun if what you're doing looks like something you want to be a part of then people will join you and you won't have to persuade them um you know there is something to be said you know the fortune is in the follow-up i think um i can't remember what the percentage is now but in terms of like exposure when it comes to network marketing you know if you mention the business to somebody i think for the average person to then want to join they have to be exposed to to the opportunity eight times. And that might be in eight different formats. So it might be, you know, a simple message. It might be watching a video. It might be attending a presentation with you. It might be, it could be anything. But a lot of people, for most people, this won't be a priority for them because A, they probably don't know what the hell you're talking about. Or B, it's just not a priority because they've got so much going on in their life right now. So it's just that, that kind of, um, that kind of being pleasantly persistent because you've got, their best interests at heart as well uh, and the same thing goes for coaching is someone is unlikely to buy your signature program or sign up to your one-to-one on the first exposure that is why there is email marketing for yep. loads of things any course that you go and buy um you you get like that nurture campaign where people you're getting emails from the same people asos do it everyone does it because Honestly, deepak chopra gabby bernstein the most spiritual people that i I resonate with on the planet. I absolutely adore them. I get almost a daily email from them, you know, because everyone, every, everyone's running a business at the end of the day. Life is life is sales, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so another one that I would like to um, kind of a myth I would like to debunk is that it doesn't work. And I wanted to just bring up a couple of figures because, um, you know, and and it goes back to a little bit what you said, like my auntie's sister's cousin did it and, you know, she didn't, she wasn't successful or, oh, I know my neighbours tried that and that didn't work. Um, But in terms of figures, because I know some people like a bit of a figure, um, the industry, okay, of network marketing contributes to 89.6 billion in terms of global turnover. The music industry is around 17 billion and the film industry is around 40 billion. So it's over double the amount of turnover to film. So that works, it's just quite simple as that. It works. Um, and it goes back again to what you were saying, it works if you work. Um, can you tell me a success story? And it can be you, it can be someone in your team, it can be someone that you know of. Mm, definitely um well like obviously like my journey has been fairly successful it's been by no means extraordinary i've had my business for five years it has been a roller coaster there's been times when i've been riding high and there's been times when you know it's been a bit lower it's just that's the nature i think that's the nature of any business but um you know I'll, i'll look at our national vice president for example nina and for me you know she has made a a success of this you know she has I can't even think about how many people she's got on the team, like well over well over a thousand people in her squad. And for me, 
when you know somebody firsthand, when you know that person as a real person, as a family person, as a mummy of four, um, and when you can see the impact that that's made on, I mean, I, I mean, I know so many national vice presidents within, within Arbonne that have, have made a success of this um, in a global way. Like these are real, real people that when they started were just ordinary, you know, girl next doors, boy next doors, who with kind of consistent energy and activity, inspired action, have made this work. And it's just, um, it is inspiring to watch, it really is. And it, and it certainly does work, if you yeah. like it. I think I remember one success story that sticks out in my mind, because I think as well, a lot of people would talk about this, not just from our industry, but generally, um, you know, your network is your net worth. I'm sure you've heard that expression and um there's a there's a girl who is has reached the top level and she was in foster care she um she was on when when she was out of foster care she was on benefits you know she was not surrounded her network was not her net worth her network simply mm. was not her net worth yet she's gone from like benefits and struggling and having a child who needed like loads and loads of medical help and just generally someone that you would go shit they've been they've been dealt a really shit card and she's super successful and she's helped thousands upon thousands of people in her network who might not have had that net worth value to thrive and I think that those stories are, are just not interesting for press when it's like oh we'd much rather talk about Jane who you know thought she was going to be you know mega rich within three months but turned out she wasn't so let's just slag it off it's like why don't we talk about the success of what it's done for people and it doesn't need to be mega fucking bucks I, I always say this you know how do you measure success success to me is like living a happy life and um you know having a, a balance between having an income but also being with my kids you know success for this girl that I'm talking about was coming off benefits you know that's success so it's like where do you measure success it doesn't need to be all about the dollar um, and that's why I wish these kind of um, sometimes you'll see articles pop up or like a television um, interview, for example. Um, and it's so it's so unfortunate that you only ever get to hear one side, and it's usually the negative side that's been brought to the table. It'd be it'd be really wonderful if it was like a balanced argument whereby you see, you know, somebody that hasn't necessarily been successful, and then you can explore the reasons why, and then somebody that has seen a degree of success, and again explore the reasons why. I think life is about storytelling and there are so many stories always on, on either side and so i think it's important to a do your homework and your due diligence i can never say that word due diligence, due diligence. um and, and uh, yeah <laughs> and just to see um you know just to weigh it up in your own mind and see what feels good for you i think ultimately um, i always think if something feels light then go with it if it feels heavy then maybe it's not for you because this kind of business isn't for everyone you have to work really bloody hard mm. you really really do you have to have a strong mindset um you have to be willing to pick yourself up and dust yourself off again and again and again um and you know when you get to a certain stage in your business you step into this leadership role at a time when perhaps you're not even ready you know i look at my sponsor and i joined her business a month in and suddenly she was a leader you know and you have to step into that role and and be there as a support system for your growing team and so you kind of 
you know, step into this coaching role. Um, and that may not be your personality type. You may be fairly shy. And um, so it's interesting to see the emerging leaders, particularly in Arbonne and sit and noticing how different everybody is and honoring our differences. Um, yeah, it's so interesting. And that leads really nicely. I want to talk about a couple of things that I have learned or changed in six years. And um, I didn't think about this very, very for a very long time or very hard. But the things that came up for me was the insane amount of personal development I've done. My understanding that my I have got a really good work ethic. Work ethic. Um, I've learned loads about nutrition. I've learned loads about leadership skills and I've gained public speaking skills and those were things that six years ago didn't exist in my life and I look at that now that list and I'm like oh what would I do without all of them I'd be who would I be like I know obviously your work and what you do is not your you know it doesn't define you but I really would feel very empty without some of those things in my life or that knowledge or that confidence to speak in public or the nutrition that I've learned that would be weird and I'm so glad that I'm not there so what has been a, a few things that you can think of that kind of spring to mind the change I suppose between where you were five years ago and today Okay, so where I was at the beginning of my business was I had nine-month-old twins and a, a three-year-old boy. So I literally had no time on my hands and I certainly didn't have time to read. I don't think I'd actually sat down with a book forever, probably since school. And so the big thing for me was um, the amount of books I've devoured and whether that's on Audible um, whilst I've been driving or whether that's in the flesh. Um, as a kind of a, you know, a proper book <laughs> with a hard cover. Um, I have read so much um, on the subjects of business, leadership, spirituality, mindset, coaching, you know, you name it. And, um, and it's just been wonderful. It's been so wonderful. And it's allowed me to explore all sorts of um, parts of my uh, personality that I think were always there but I've never really been able to like honor or um, explore, you know, on a really deep level. Um, so I think a year into my business, when I became an area manager, which is, you know, the second level within Arbonne, I think in that space of time, I'd read 20 books and I was like, oh my God, I've read 20 books in a year. And, and to some people that are avid readers, you know, that might not sound like a lot, but for me, who was not used to reading anything, that was massive, absolutely massive. Um, so I think, in, but in terms of sort of how different I am, I think it overspills into your everyday life. I think the way I am now, because of the primarily the personal development that I've done and the personal growth that I've experienced, is that um, I just don't react in the same way as perhaps I once did. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm very, I'm very aware of my feelings. I'm aware, very aware of my thoughts. Um, I'm also, I think, more conscious that everyone else is just coming from their own place of consciousness. So, um, you know, when perhaps if you hear a negative comment or something, you understand that that person is just coming from their own place of consciousness. Um, and there's a reason that's led them to that place where they felt the need to vocalize in such a way. 
and just understanding that as you said earlier like um what other people think is none of my business i think i've always been a people pleaser um it's something that i've always done throughout the whole of my life being a child into an adult um and i'm not saying i don't care what people think um but i'm less bothered for sure and i think that's been one of the biggest changes for me is learning just to let that go learning to let everything go <laughs> let it go let it go <laughs> let it go okay I love that and uh, I know people don't know you and um but you really are like I don't know to me you're one of my most um spiritually aware and light flowy gorgeousness of a person and um I didn't know you before Obs, but um yeah it's it's so I feel like I've seen you grow I think I've seen you know all of us this little crew that we've got we've all grown loads and it's just yeah it's epic um tell me your vision for the future cool vision for the future oh, that's such a big question I just would love to help as many people step into their light and find their voice so um and that's not necessarily all to do with my business either. That's just, um, it's something which I've been really learning to do on my journey with Arbon for, for sure. And then, you know, that's, as I said before, like overspill into the rest of my life. Um, it's just so important, I think, to find that kind of playfulness in everything that you do and that kind of feel good factor. You know, we get one stab at this life, don't we? We're on this planet for a short period of time in the grand scheme of things. I truly believe that we are kind of spiritual beings having this human experience. And it would be sad to think of anyone that gets to, you know, the end of their life and doesn't feel like they found fulfillment or had fun at any point. Um, so I just love to help as many people find their purpose and find freedom in which whatever that means to them and it doesn't necessarily mean building an epic global business it might mean just earning a bit of extra cash it might mean just not working having to work so hard it might mean that by starting a, an album business like check this out so you could start an album business and on paper it doesn't necessarily have to be massively successful but because of maybe some of the books they've read on their journey, it's led them to a place where they then know where the, their direction is that they want to go. It's taken them off there and then they feel fulfilled in this other direction. It, it's amazing where it can take you, I think. Um, so big vision for the future is to help as many other people just find that sense of purpose and freedom. Amazing. And I think community as well for me has mm -hmm. been um, valuable this year and last year however many years we're in this, um, has been that kind of uh, just light, just light, light in dark times. Um, and that's something that I, I didn't need because I was like, you know, Ob's really popular. <laughs> no, but I was like, I had my friends. I didn't really need loads more. But I've got loads more friends and, and people that... I think when you have a group of people who are doing, they're swimming against the tide, they're, they're, they're swimming in a different direction to a lot of other people, it makes your bond stronger. Um, and when that happens, and when you link arms and kind of have that bond, 
incredible things can happen and incredible friendships can be formed and that I think is really special to this industry and it's not just our business it's there's loads of people loads of businesses that have that and I think that sometimes people are like oh it's a bit like a cult isn't it and it's like it's not but quite frankly it's more fucking fun than a lot of other things <laughs> so and also you know like it's that you know why why should you have to work in a certain way because that's the norm and that's because what everybody does and you know you pay your taxes and you know like the, i don't know you know like let's just touch upon like the pyramid scheme like question it's like if you look at any working environment any classic office based structure look at a bank for example you've got your ceo at the top and you've got your cashiers at the bottom if you want to have that kind of visual yeah no matter how hard that cashier is going to work they're never going to be CEO of that bank. Never, ever, ever, ever. So that is, by definition, a pyramid structure right there. Whereas, you know, with this kind of business, if you work harder than the person that introduced you, you jump above them, you earn more money than them, and it's completely effort-based and completely fair. So just because it's not the norm doesn't mean it's not worth you giving it a whirl. And sometimes, you know, that's it. It's just being brave enough to step outside your comfort zone to try something that's different. And yeah, you may not be successful. You know, we're not all successful at all things, are we? But it might just point you in the direction of the thing that you want to do that's going to bring you joy. Love it. Drop the mic. I love you. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Oh, if you head over to my Instagram, I'm back to nature girl with the number two in the middle. And the link in my bio there will take you across to my podcast if you fancy taking a listen to so get yourself in stillness in this crazy world. Crazy world. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to publish this. I love you so much. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much. And please do subscribe and share Soul Leaders.